This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. The fast food chain Chick-fil-A, which is one of the fastest growing food chains in the U.S. with over 2,400 locations, is one that has received criticism since 2012 over its stance of its CEO and its founder over their belief on gay marriage. Now they are apparently revising which charities the company gives to and how much. Chick-fil-A's charitable arm gave money to groups seen by the LGBTQ community as being hostile to their rights. The decision now by the fast food chain is seen as a victory for LGBTQ activists. Christian beliefs have long been part of this franchise. The company, which was founded in Atlanta, closes on Sunday in part due to the Christian faith of founder Truett Cathy. Part of the donations went to organizations like Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the Salvation Army. With more on this decision, we are joined by Heather Haddon of the Wall Street Journal. Heather, thanks very much for your time. Thanks so much. So is this a quote-unquote win for LGBTQ? really depends on who you ask. So the groups we talked to yesterday said they were cautiously optimistic, but they are a bit skeptical. They say that they've seen some of these actions by Chick-fil-A in the past to try to ameliorate concerns about their stances on gay issues and gay marriage, but feel like it's a lot of talk and not a lot of follow-through. So what happened yesterday, and it's also important to note that the foundation, the foundation arm of Chicken Filet, just said that they were changing their priorities for their charitable giving. So they did not explicitly connect this with the issue, um, some of the gay issues that you'd mentioned in your intro. They basically said, we are focusing on on our priorities. We're going to look at homelessness, education, uh, hunger as our top priority issues, and we're going to concentrate our giving there. They did not say, we are, you know, listening to your concerns about anti-gay matters and are uh, moving away from those. But there were some groups that were taken off the list that had been there before, such as the Salvation Army, such as the um, Christian athletes, such as, uh, and back in 2017, they had given to this Paul Anderson home that some have said is connected to gay conversion therapy. Uh, but so they weren't on those lists. And uh, not surprisingly, the Salvation Army was not happy about this. So even when they're trying to, Chick-fil-A is trying to make a move to uh, make amends, they actually also uh, irritate some folks as well. Well, it is interesting to see how much this company has grown uh, in recent years. And obviously with all the stories, and you've probably seen them as well, over the chicken sandwich and, you know, how we see this this unbelievable rise of the chicken sandwich with uh, with the with the restaurant change right now, they are in a in a what seemingly is a pretty strong growth period, not only in the South but just across the United States as well, and probably in some locations where maybe some of these thought processes did not sit well. So I, I wonder to a degree if this is an olive branch a, as they continue to build out this franchise in in other parts of the United States. Yeah, I think that's right. This has really been a growth year. They've pushed into new regions and out of the U.S. uh, this year. So they had opened a store in Toronto that was met by protests. They opened a store in a U.K. mall that also received pushback. And they have tried to open in some more airports this year. So San Antonio and Buffalo, those local lawmakers passed legislation to basically bar them from opening in these airports. Now, that has also received pushback 
On behalf of Chick-fil-A, like you said, people love their chicken. They love their chicken sandwiches. They are not happy that this has become such a hotbed of uh, social issues for them. And there's been a lawsuit filed on their behalf. The FAA has actually said it has an open investigation into these airport bans. But that being said, you know, they are moving out of their Atlanta roots into all these new uh, parts of the country, you know, New York, the coasts, and that means that more of their social stances are getting scrutiny. Right, and then this puts us in a spot where we're crossing religion with business and politics uh, because of that expansion e- into certain parts of the area. And, and you mentioned San Antonio in Buffalo. Uh, that was a, uh, I guess, as you said, that was an out-and-out block for the for Chick Fil A to go into those airports. But uh, from what I understand, that's being looked into by the FAA as well. Yeah, so they have an open investigation after receiving a complaint in May over those airport bans. And yeah, I mean, this this controversial stuff on both sides, you know, the, the critics say, we do not want these chains moving into our public spaces because we don't like their values. But uh, there's plenty of supporters as well who say, hey, this is this is, you know, free business, we we can open where we have the means to do so, and you should not be blocking this. And especially things that involve an airport. I mean, this, this does become something where Authorities can get involved. Also, the Texas uh, Attorney General said he would get involved in the San Antonio matters. So uh, there's there's uh, vocal voices on both sides. Well, and if you go back a, a few years when all of this controversy really started, uh, obviously you had the protests by members of the LGBTQ community, but you also had protests by by religious groups in support of Chick Fil A. So this is a this is a very strong area where Chick Fil A is kind of waiting over the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. And it was interesting the the after the move yesterday. Some of the tweets and social media were really disappointed. So uh, the former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, former uh, Republican presidential candidate, a real conservative, expressed real disappointment. He said, you know, I really believed in Chick-fil-A and its stance on these conservative um, values when it comes to marriage, and I'm disappointed. So this is tough uh, when you have a vocal founder and the founder's son who has made some very strong strong stances on social issues then you try to navigate as you grow i mean it's it's tricky well D- dan kathy who is the son of the founder and, and the ceo of the company if if these were you know obviously changes they he had to be considered in the uh, in the thought process of this correct so he is the founder of this foundation and again this is the foundation not the company itself yeah this charitable arm. They they give out about ten to fifteen million dollars a year in, in all kinds of local and national groups. But yeah, he he it would certainly seem that he had had to be consulted because he is the founder and he still plays a leadership role on this foundation. And again, they did not explicitly say we are moving away from groups that have been been seen as having some kind of stance on on gay issues. We are just and focusing uh, our priorities on things that, you know, it seems that 
most everyone could agree with, you know, to helping homelessness, education, and uh, food insecurity. But how, how do organizations like, uh, you know, different groups in the LGBTQ community keep track on what those donations actually are? I guess in their, in their earning statements, there are, there are uh, elements that, that uh, kind of level, uh, that kind of play that out. So it's actually in their tax filing. So every year they file a full form that shows all the groups they have given to. And some progressive groups have really combed through those tax filings over the years and added up how much they've given. So this Think Progress group, this liberal news organization, earlier this year looked through some of the tax filings and found that something like $1.8 million in spending had uh, in 2017 had gone to groups that they say have you know anti-gay agendas. Again, this is the eye of the interpreter, that's what they say, but these things take off and people start to circulate that number and it gets attention and then it forces the foundation to, you know, do something like this and respond. Heather, thanks very much for your time. Greatly appreciate it. Heather Haddon at the Wall Street Journal. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.